opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning, depending upon where you are coming in from ACB Radio World. My name is Peter Korn. I'm the Director of Accessibility for Amazon's Devices and Services business. We are going to do a quick audio test because we didn't have the foresight to do all of this earlier um, to see if we can get high fidelity audio from the laptop and to the room without an echo. So bear with me for that test. And once we have concluded the test, we will actually get into the meat of the presentation. The test works. We are now going to commence our session. So as I said, my name is Peter Korn. I'm the Director of Accessibility for Amazon's Devices and Services. You may know Amazon from any number of things. I'm going to ask the room to applaud if you might be using our online store, Amazon.com, to buy things. Or maybe you like to read Kindle books. Maybe you like Audible books. Amazon Music. Anyone out there using our Fire tablets? All right. How about Fire TV? And I know it's very unlikely that any of you use this, but maybe I could get a round of applause from anyone who likes Alexa. Well, thank you very much for inviting and hosting Amazon again this year at the American Council of the Blinds annual convention. This is Amazon's 10th year doing accessibility. Our efforts began 10 years ago last May with the release of an update to the Kindle reading app on iOS and uh, Android to actually, you know, what a concept, work with voiceover and talkback. And then a few months later to bring TalkBack to our line of Fire tablets before we hired Mark Mulcahy and started making our own screen reader, VoiceView. We've been doing a lot since then, and I'm going to share a audio-described video with you that uh, we released uh, late last year that gives just a quick taste of what we're doing and our philosophy about accessibility. Let's give it a listen. Quick cuts of Amazon customers with disabilities. How do you become the Earth's most customer-centric company? By thinking about ways to serve all of your customers. A man in a wheelchair accepts a package from an Amazon driver. And since one in every five people has a disability, you'd want to make your products and services accessible. A teen in a wheelchair reads a book on a Fire tablet using a Bluetooth switch. You might start with small things that make a big difference. You could even invent things to make life a little easier. A blind teen holding up a can in front of an Echo Show. Alexa, what am I holding? You'd make binge-watching not just watchable, but listenable. Bosch arrives at the crime scene. And you design your tablets and e-readers to be adaptable. In a home office, a woman working at a computer uses a refreshable Braille display. Which would mean hiring experts who actually use these features. 
Oh, here's an idea. Alexa, open the blinds. Okay. You could make your products affordable. And if you accomplished all this, you'd be honest that there's still a lot more you could do for your customers, especially customers with disabilities. In the home office, the woman now faces the camera. She's the narrator. Words appear. Jessie L., Senior Accessibility Specialist. And then, you get back to work. Amazon.com slash accessibility. So in this session, I'm going to spend the first chunk of time talking about our many devices, uh, the new ones that we've released in the past year, uh, a quick touch on the access features with those devices, as well as uh, any new access features that we've released recently. And then I'm going to pivot to something I didn't ask you all about, which is how many of you watch Prime Video? So I'm going to spend the second half of the session talking about Prime Video with a deep dive into our audio description work. So um, first off, uh, on our devices. So we, our first device we introduced 15-ish years ago, the Kindle. And in the last year, we've introduced an all-new Kindle device called the Kindle Scribe. Kindle Scribe is 10.2 inches in uh, diagonal, a glare-free screen, uh, up to 64 gigabytes of storage. It will uh, allow you to read one of over, well, as many as you want, of over 12 million screen reader accessible Kindle books. Um, it, of course, comes with our VoiceView screen reader, which a triple tap of the power button will turn on or off. Uh, large UI feature, uh, a huge range of font sizes, which on that 10-inch screen means that it can get pretty darn large for folks who have some vision and prefer to read that way. Margin settings, invert black and white, and so on. Our Fire Tablets, we've introduced a brand new Fire Tablet, the Fire Tablet 11 Max, which you can also get with a bundled keyboard. Uh, we also have kids' editions of 7-inch, 8-inch, and 10-inch tablets, or uh, adult editions of 7, 8, and 10-inch tablets. The kids' editions come with a two-year worry-free replacement, replacement guarantee, 12 months of the Kids Plus all-you-can-consume sub subscription to uh, kids' movies, uh, young adult books, uh, TV shows, music, and so on. Uh, also with a, a ruggedized uh, bumper around them, because kids tend to drop things. Um, they all come with our VoiceView screen reader, our magnifier, our large fonts, invert black and white, New since uh, I was here last is the switch access feature that you may have heard mention of in the video. If you uh, have a se severe motor impairment, you can connect any of a variety of Bluetooth switches and completely operate your Fire tablet using a single or multiple switches. We've also brought our Tap to Alexa feature to the tablet, which works with switch access. So again, if you've got a motor impairment, you can do any and everything you want to with Alexa, just with a single switch. 
which is uh, really great for um, connecting your tablet and your switches to control your smart home. We also have a speak selection feature. So for folks who have print impairments but don't yet want to move all the way to a screen reader and the alternate user interface of a screen reader, you can tap on some text or draw a rectangle over a bunch of text and your tablet will read it to you. And we have a display size feature that will trick the tablet into thinking its big screen is really smaller and then render everything on that bigger screen, thus giving you another level of magnification. So you can use display size plus large fonts plus the magnifier and make things just amazingly huge. Moving on to Fire TV, we've got a bunch of new Fire TV devices. Uh, when we introduced Fire TV about eight years ago, we didn't have the foresight to think we would make physical televisions as well. So when I say Fire TV, I'm speaking broadly of streaming media players like the Fire TV Cube or the Fire TV Stick that plug into an existing television, as well as Fire TV Edition smart TVs, actual physical televisions that have Fire TV goodness built into them. We've got four lines of physical Fire TV Edition smart TVs. The two series, which we introduced in the last year. The two series is uh, available um, in 32-inch and 40-inch models. They give you an HD image, so not a 4K image, but they are very affordable. We have refreshed our existing 4-series line. The 4-series are all 4K Ultra HD models. They come in 43 inches through 55 inches or more. We introduced last year the Omni series. That's 4K Ultra HD plus hands-free Alexa. There's a microphone array built into the frame of the television, so you don't need your remote to use your voice to ask an Omni TV to do stuff. You just ask Alexa as if it was an Echo married with a Fire TV physical television. Those come in 43 inches through 75 inches. And then the all-new Fire TV Omni QLED series. QLED stands for Quantum Dot Light Emitting Diode. It is a fantastically visually stunning-looking screen for the people who love stunning-looking screens. And uh, it also has Dolby Vision IQ, HDR10 adaptive, full local array dimming, so you can have very dark bits and very light bits, and the different lighting behind the LED allows all of that high contrast to work. Those come from 50 inches all the way up to 85 inches. Each and every one of these physical televisions uh, have, uh, other than the far-field Alexa, have the same set of access features. That means they have the voice view screen reader. They have the magnifier. They have um, uh, high-contrast text. They have invert black and white. They have 
uh, text banner for folks who might have a narrow field of vision and want to use that vision will pull all the text information that might be scattered across the screen into a text banner or text box that we can locate in one of the corners of the screen or in the center edge of one of the four edges of the screen. So you can easily find that from uh, where the television is physically located. You can find that corner where you've put this text and just read everything there in your choice of font size, font style, font color, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we're the only television that has anything like that as far as I know. And speaking of the only television that has accessibility things, all of our televisions have ASHA audio streaming to hearing aids protocol support. So they will stream directly to quite a few models of hearing aids for private listening without bothering anyone else in your household, without turning up the volume so loud that you're bothering the people around you. You can just stream directly to your hearing aids. We have also introduced a new Alexa voice remote, uh, the Voice Remote Pro. This is an add-on accessory which has a Find My Remote feature. So you can activate Ask Alexa to find your remote and the remote will make some tones and you can find your remote. Um, we've introduced a new Fire TV Cube. The Cube is uh, the love child of an Echo Dot and a Fire TV stick in cube form. It's about, I don't know, a two by two by two inch Maybe it's two and a half by two and a half by two and a half inch cube. Um, it does far field Alexa uh, as well as streaming. It has an octo core processor, so it's very fast and responsive. Uh, we've announced publicly that we've sold over 200 million Fire TV devices in its eight ish year life. And I'm very proud that every one of those has the voice view screen reader, has the magnifier built in. Uh, even the models that uh, we introduced to the market years before we added the screen reader and screen magnifier, we brought those back to those. Um, so that's Fire TV. We've got uh, a few new devices that contain Lady A, uh, Alexa. We have a 15-inch Echo Show. Echo Show is Alexa uh, or Echo devices with a screen. The Echo Show 15, sort of designed to uh, be in uh, a kitchen, in uh, a living room, a place where you can put notes up for friends and family. Uh, we offer Fire TV functionality through that, uh, so you can just use that as a 15-inch TV. We've updated the Echo Dot, the Echo Dot with clock in a fifth generation. This fifth generation Echo and uh, Echo Dot and Dot with clock have Eero Wi-Fi functionality in them. Eero is a uh, wireless router uh, and a wireless router company that Amazon acquired some years back. And Eero offers mesh Wi-Fi. So you can have uh, Wi-Fi extenders. So Wi-Fi, you know, you, you have your internet provider coming into, let's say, your basement, 
and that's where your Eero router is, but you're often not in the basement. You're maybe in the living room or the bedroom, so you can put uh, Wi-Fi extenders in your living room or bedroom, and that will bring that Wi-Fi to greater coverage up to, I think, 4,000 square feet with a collection of these extenders. Echo Dots are now Wi-Fi extenders. Uh, we also just introduced last week uh, a new Echo Show 5. This is our third edition um, Echo Show 5. Um, it includes motion detection, and uh, with motion detection, it supports a cool new feature that uh, many blind customers love called Notify When Nearby. I'll talk about that a little bit later when I talk about our Alexa accessibility features. We've also introduced the all new, or the, the brand new Echo Pop. The Echo Pop is like uh, an Echo Dot that's been sliced in half. So instead of being a sphere, it's uh, a semicircle, and the speaker is in the slice of the semicircle that's facing forward. So instead of putting audio out in all directions, it puts it out in the direction perpendicular to the cut of the sphere. So it's great for being against a wall and projecting out from the wall. It also has Eero Wi-Fi extending built in. And that's not my audio echoing. Okay, very good. Um, is that my audio echoing? Yeah, it's next door. They're being awfully musical. Oh, the door is not fully closed between our two rooms. That might be part of it. Um, so yes, so the Echo Pop has um, Wi-Fi uh, extending built in, and it's $10 less than the Echo Dot. Uh, we've done a software upgrade to the Echo Studio. If you have the Echo Studio, which is our, our richest sounding, great for music, uh, Echo device, it now supports 3D audio. And uh, for those who uh, love their home decor, it's now available in glacier white in addition to charcoal black. Um, all the new Echo devices are now also highly tactily discernible. So there is a physically raised plus, a physically raised minus, a physically raised privacy mute button, so you can easily find these on the surface. The earlier Echoes, uh, you could see what was a button, and there was a tactile nib on one of them, so you could figure out what the others were, but we thought we could do a little bit better. As a reminder, every Echo show comes with voice view, comes with the magnifier, et cetera, et cetera. Um, also, for customers who... Um, uh, would like a little bit of help with using Alexa. They come with Alexa captions. So if you are um, deaf or hard of hearing, you can have Alexa render in text what she is speaking to you with Alexa captions. With Alexa call captions, if you have a telephone call through Alexa, Alexa will caption on your Echo Show what the remote person is saying. We support real-time text, so for folks who are deafblind, you can, well, it doesn't do everything you need for deafblind, um, but you can type 
uh, either on the on-screen keyboard or a Bluetooth-connected keyboard, and that is displayed on the other screen so you can have a real-time text conversation. And, of course, they all support show-and-tell. Uh, we have introduced some new access features in the last year. Um, you can now use your hand facing the camera of the Echo Show to uh, dismiss things like timers and alarms. Uh, we have added text-to-speech output from Tap to Alexa, so your Tap to Alexa interface can become a sort of basic use-it-in-a-pinch AAC device. Tap to Alexa is also uh, now available on our Fire tablets. We've also consolidated the caption setting system so that you can have one set of caption, easily define one set of caption settings, color, size, style, for all of the caption output that you get on our Echo devices rather than having to set them up individually. Next up, we have a collection of Alexa wearable devices. So we have the Echo Buds. These are earbuds. You might have other, might be familiar with earbuds like the Apple um, AirPod. Um, the Echo Buds V2 come with active noise cancellation. Alexa wake word, so you can just say Alexa when you're wearing the earbuds, and uh, she will respond. Our earbuds, actually each earbud has three microphones in it. Two microphones that are in a line, and if you drew that line through the buds and down your face, it would be pointing at your mouth. So it can very clearly hear what you are saying and filter out ambient audio. So if you're on a phone call, other people can hear your voice more clearly. And then a third microphone that's actually on the ear canal side so that we can tell that the audio is coming from you and not from the outside, so nobody can walk up next to you and say, hey, Alexa, and have your Echo Bud answer, because that is not coming through the microphone on the inside. Um, Echo Buds V2 also come with a new access feature, media personalization. So with media personalization, you can take your Echo Bud, you can run through a five-minute personalization session on your Alexa app uh, where you identify the quietest tones that you can hear at a variety of frequencies. And then that will load into the Echo Buds a uh, personalization setting to uh, make the music that you like to hear, the movies you like to watch, sound that much better because they are personalized to you, to your hearing, and to how things sound through the Echo Buds in your ear canal. So this is a great way to get even better sounding sound uh, on the Echo Buds V2. We've also just introduced a few months ago Echo Buds V3 uh, at an even lower price point. Echo Buds V3 don't have the active noise cancellation, don't have personalization, but they do have Alexa wake word. Our final Echo wearable device is uh, Echo Frames. This is a pair of glasses frames which can take prescriptions or 
uh, can take sunglasses in the frames with Alexa built into them. So they have uh, microphones in them. They have speakers in the uh, ear stems, the thing that goes from the frame back over your ear. That has a name, and I've forgotten what the name is. The ear stem, we'll call it. Uh, have speakers in that, so you can listen to music, you can get a podcast, what have you, but those don't block your ears, so you can fully hear the environment around you while you're interacting, interacting with Alexa. Moving on, we've got a whole bunch of new smart home things. So we've got a new Eero uh, router uh, that has Wi-Fi 6E. That's the latest flavor of Wi-Fi. Uh, it is faster still. Uh, Wi-Fi 6E operates on the 6 gigahertz band at 1.6 gigabits per second Wi-Fi. Really, really fast. We have a new Blink doorbell cam. Uh, we acquired Ring and we acquired Blink, and both Ring and Blink make doorbell cams. Uh, we have a new Blink doorbell cam, and a cool thing about the Blink doorbell cam, if you are using the iOS app with the Blink doorbell cam, you can ask the app to describe who the camera is seeing on the other end of the Blink doorbell cam. We also have a bunch of other new Blink devices, wired floodlights, uh, a Ring Spotlight Cam Pro that in integrates radar with uh, the motion sensor, so more precise motion alerts. You may have heard that we have added a dog to our family, Astro. Astro's not a real dog. Astro is Alexa in a robot that can go around your house and follow you and go do things for you. You can ask Alexa, hey, find John and remind him that he needs to come to the dinner table. Uh, you can connect to Astro from when you're away and say, Astro, would you see if anyone else is in the house? I want to check on my house. Astro will connect with alarm services, so you can use it as part of a home security system. Uh, Astro comes with a camera that is on an extendable mast, so it can extend that mast up and, you know, see things at table height, you know, uh, go, let's, let's go into the kitchen and, and see what's on the kitchen table. Um, Astro now has pet detection, so it can uh, know where your pets are and go stream video from your pets in your home while you're away. You can talk to your pets over Astro. I believe there's a third-party accessory that fits in the Astro backpack that you can have it deliver a treat remotely to your pet. We are also working with a number of car companies to bring Alexa to the car. So Alexa is now in many models of BMW. We've actually got Fire TV in the top BMW 7 Series with Voice View 
and all the accessibility features in the TV of your 7 Series. Also in cars, we have a version of the Echo that goes in your car, Echo Auto. And we've just introduced a new version of that, Echo Auto V2. So you don't have to have a BMW 7 Series in order to have an Echo in your car. That takes us through all of our new devices. There are a couple of general things I want to talk about. And then um, I will open it up to device questions before we pivot to talking about all things Prime Video. So first, you may have heard about Amazon's climate pledge. We have pledged to be carbon neutral 10 years ahead of uh, the uh, Paris Agreement on uh, reducing carbon emissions. 100% of our devices are in 100% recyclable packaging. We, oh, I thought that applause was for me at first. There we go. There we go. Uh, we have also pledged to, um, and our, we have bought more recyclable power, I think, than any other company on the planet. And we are buying recyclable power, not recyclable power, um, so renewable power. Thank you. Renewable power. Um, to cover all of the expected power consumption of all of the devices we are now selling. So uh, if you buy a Fire tablet or a Fire TV and you're watching it, the typical numbers of hours of the day, we are offsetting that electricity use with uh, renewable power that we have purchased. I want to talk about some uh, Alexa-specific uh, accessibility features that aren't tied to a specific device. Uh, we now have Alexa person and package announcements. So for compatible ring cameras and video doorbells, it enables customers to receive an alert from their Alexa mobile app or hear an announcement from their Echo device, uh, automatically give a live video stream, to that device or that Fire TV or that Fire tablet when that ring camera or blink camera detects a person or a package being delivered to your door. Uh, you can also connect this with an Alexa routine uh, so that you can trigger a routine when this happens. We've added Notify Nearby. I mentioned that earlier. When enabled, Alexa can detect if a customer is near one of the supported Echo devices, and alert them to any unread notifications by playing a notification sound. So for the sighted folks out there, your uh, Echo device might be showing a uh, circling yellow um, indicator saying you've got an announcement. Well, now these Echo devices, the newer ones that can detect the presence of a human, you can turn on Notify Nearby and you will get an audible notification uh, to complement the visual one. Finally, uh, we have Alexa deal alerts and zero-click shopping. You can use this feature to be notified verbally up to 24 hours in advance if there's an upcoming deal on an eligible item uh, in your wish list or your shopping cart or saved for later. 
So this is a great way to not miss out on deals without having to use a screen reader and browse a website and all the rest. Uh, other things of interest, um, uh, I'll go into more detail on this, but I'm delighted to share that as of this morning, we have, uh, well, we, for many years now, we've had the most audio-described titles, according to the Audio Description Project. This morning, that totals 4,305 titles, which is more than number two and number three combined. We are also um, uh, inaugural members of the Speech Accessibility Project. So last October, we sat down with Apple and Google and Microsoft and, oh, who am I missing? Apple, Google, Microsoft, Meta, Facebook, um, and the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign's Berkman Center to kick off the Speech Accessibility Project, which is seeking tens of thousands of hours of speech from people with Parkinson's and Down syndrome and ALS to train all of our voice recognition models to recognize speech from those individuals, to bring all of the... to bring all of the benefits of Alexa to individuals for whom Alexa would be incredibly useful. So we're really, really happy to be part of that. We are looking forward to getting the first tranche of speech data uh, by the end of this year and look forward to incorporating it into, our, into Alexa soon thereafter. We've updated our um, accessibility website, amazon.com slash accessibility. Uh, we've got a rich set of information about our products there. It's the one-stop shop to get all accessibility information about any and everything Amazon. Included in there is a nice set of how-to videos. And I am going to attempt to play a little bit of two of these videos because I think it will be interesting to hear what we have done. So I'm going to go share screen with audio. And uh, the how-to videos came about in part because when I was at a blindness conference a few years ago, two different people came up to me and said, you know, I've got a fire stick. It's sitting in my drawer because I was afraid it would be too hard to use. And we did a lot of work to ensure that uh, somebody uh, could set up a fire stick without sighted assistance. And so we've put together a set of uh, how-to videos that go into all of this. And let me give you a taste of two of those videos. This is um, on the how-to section or tab of the Amazon.com accessibility site. Setting up your Fire TV stick. Unboxing your device. Welcome to your Fire TV. In this video, we unbox the Fire TV stick 
and share how to connect it to your TV or home media system. In the box are six items, a Fire TV stick, an Alexa voice remote, a set of batteries, a micro USB cable, a USB power adapter, and an HDMI extender cable. The Fire TV stick is the smaller of the two devices in the box, roughly five inches long. It has a smooth surface and an HDMI output on one end. The Alexa voice remote is the other and has buttons on the front and so on. And we've done that for the um, Fire TV Stick and Fire TV Cube. And if I played the Cube video, it would tell me precisely what its dimensions are, but I'm not going to do that. Um, and then let me give you a taste of a second uh, video. And we have videos for most of the access features on Fire TV. Here comes a, a second video. Welcome to Fire TV. In this video, we explain how to set up your Fire TV stick and Alexa voice remote after you've taken them out of the box. We also walk you through how to turn on the Voice View screen reader. Keep in mind, there are slight differences between the Alexa voice remotes. For example, not all Alexa voice remotes include a power button and volume controls. And so on. So in this fashion, we hope that anyone can take one of our Fire TV products and set it up by themselves and watch the video as many times as they want as they work through it, describing how to insert the batteries, how to plug things together, where they go, how to turn on audio descriptions and watch movies, etc. The final thing I want to say before I get into Prime Video uh, and before that, a set of questions. We want to make sure everyone knows we now have a dedicated device, digital, and Alexa customer support accessibility team. This is a team uh, giving custom tech support for customers with disabilities 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. They've been carefully trained in what is blindness? What is a screen reader? How do these features work? And how to uh, thoughtfully, respectfully help customers with tech support questions. The phone number for this is in the United States, toll-free 888-280-8255. Three, three, one. If you are on any of the web pages off of accessibility.com, sorry, amazon.com slash accessibility, at the bottom of every page is links to tech support uh, and links to uh, where you can go through a web interface to get a call back and connect uh, over voice over IP or type in your phone number and we'll call you back for tech support, uh, as well as um, email tech support, as well as all of our um, customer service pages on all of our products. 
So with that, and I don't know how we're going to manage Zoom, but I would like to take a pause and see if there are any questions in the room or in Zoom. Do I have anyone who can help me run a mic, or am I going to be running the mic in the room as well? It looks like a volunteer is coming forward to help run the mic. So while that person is coming forward, do I have a question on the Zoom? Deborah, you should be allowed to talk. I have a Fire 7 12th generation. I've been using Fire tablets since 2015. But I work with low vision college students, and I need to recommend what's appropriate for someone who will be using both speech and vision. What is your best Fire tablet for that purpose? I'm back on mute. I would say the brand new um, Fire Tablet 11 Max. It's got an 11-inch diagonal screen. It's our highest resolution um, uh, screen, the number of dots that you can see, which gives a mild additional low vision benefit. Um, Mostly the benefit is larger print and more space for the larger print, but higher resolution can sort of help in the margins. I think that's around $200. Um, and it includes the magnifier, the screen reader, large fonts up to 1.5x, and display size. And you can use all of those together at the same time to get truly humongous sizes. I see somebody else's uh, got a hand up in the Zoom. I'd like to alternate between the room and the Zoom, and I think there's somebody in the room with a mic. Thanks so much for all the work that you're doing. It's, uh, it's amazing. Just wondering about your product range uh, for households. Um, how are you marking that as accessible? And there's obviously so many features and so many products with an accessible focus, but for searching on the website, um, just wondering about that because I did it the other day. That is a fantastic feature request. All of Amazon, all, most of Amazon's products have an accessibility section on the detail page. And uh, we are looking to make that more prominent. Um, We are inviting our partners to do the same. It's not something we are requiring. Uh, And of course, we try to cover as many of our products as we can on the amazon.com slash accessibility page. Uh, I see another question in the Zoom. Uh, Is that Deanna? Yes. (laughs) Go ahead, Deanna. All right. I bought the the Echo Buds when I saw them um, come up on my computer. And I don't know what kind of a charger I need. So um, the Echo Buds should have come with a charging case. That charging case will either be micro USB or USB C, depending upon which generation of Echo Bud you purchased. Question in the room. Okay, um, I have an Echo Show, and all of a sudden, I think it was around January or so, it just stopped working and uh, when you say, what am I holding, and you hold up, um, oh, maybe a can of, of soda or a bag of chips, and it would tell me that, like, 
that it's a hair dryer or a, um, <laughs> you know, or a toaster or something that it definitely is not. And and we have, um, it's up, the machine is updated, <clears throat> and I've never had any difficulty like this before. <laughs> That's very odd. I, I, I'm wondering if it's feeling feeling lonely that you haven't gotten any smart toasters. <laughs> Um, I, mean, I, I can't think of a, a specific um, item, item that I called it, but I'm just giving a, a, an example of what it would do. No, 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 I, I, yeah. I understand. It, okay. it, does, it definitely sounds like a bug. Um, two suggestions. Okay. One is to make sure there is enough light yeah. for it to, to recognize, and the second is to call our dedicated accessibility customer service line. Uh, it might be that, that something's amiss with the camera and it needs to be exchanged. Yeah, I'll it, read the number again. 888-280-4331. Tell them Peter sent you. Yeah, it, it, uh, it keeps saying that there's not enough light, but we have these great big lights on our, our breakfast bar and, you know, they're, they're cone-shaped yeah. and they're bright. So I don't know, you know, maybe something's out of adjustment. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> so uh, bumping back to the Zoom, Andy Smith. Hey, Peter, this has been a great presentation. I'd be interested to know if Amazon has had plans and uh, in the perhaps in the near future to partner with other technology companies like HumanWare uh, or perhaps VoiceStream to offer uh, Kindle content certainly. They're um, Audible, for example, is offering this. I don't know. You know, a number of my students are interested in reading Kindle content, but don't have the most confidence with touch screens and like their physical screen. Uh, you know, their physical buttons. And so, I think it would be very beneficial to have this type of content available on existing uh, technology devices. Thank you. Thank you very much for that feature request. I will definitely pass that on to the Kindle team. Something, if you're not aware, you can ask Alexa to read your Kindle books, and she will. And that works anywhere that you have Alexa. So you could do this on a Fire tablet. You can do this on an Echo, on an Echo Show. should be able to do it on a Fire TV. Um, so if you've bought a Kindle book, you can say, Alexa, read me The Count of Monte Cristo, or whatever your, your book might be. And... Uh, in her voice, she will read that book. In the room, Brian. Yeah. Um, I have virtually every device you've mentioned, uh, not all of the same generation because I can't afford to buy them all at one time. But one of the things I didn't hear was, how can we use one of these, say, when at the ACB convention? Oh, I brought a couple of dots, and I can't get them to work. <laughs> So uh, I think what you might be referring to is the challenge of navigating through, um, trying to remember the technical term, captive portals. Navigating through captive portals on a device without a screen when the captive portal wants to throw up a web page that you enter information into on some kind of keyboard when you don't have a keyboard and you don't have a screen. 
And my best practical suggestion is the 5-inch Echo Show, which is our most affordable Echo Show that has a screen, albeit 5 inches, has an on-screen keyboard, and has the voice view screen reader as the way to navigate through a Wi-Fi portal that requires a web browser to be running to get through its security. I know that we've done some work to try to make this work through the Alexa app, but it's, it's a Rube Goldberg solution to trying to deal with rendering a web page on a device that doesn't have a screen through an app that does, but is an app, but et cetera. Sorry about that. I so, think I've got a very related question um, in the room, and then I'm going to go to Zoom, and then one more in the room, and then I want to talk about Prime Video and audio description. It's actually a related comment. Uh, I use the Alexa app on my Windows laptop computer when I'm traveling. And I can say from anywhere in the room, Alexa, and talk to it just as if it was my dot. Another, another. actually, you said you've got just about every item, Brian. If you have Echo Buds or Echo Frames, that pairs to your phone, and that gives you Alexa anytime those devices are physically on your body. So that's another option. The show 15 is a little large to take in a suitcase to a conference. All right. So um, Marsha on the Zoom, and then the woman who has the microphone in the room. Marsha. Well, good afternoon. I hope you can hear me all right. I can come. You're coming through loud and clear, Marsha. Oh, super. I have a question about the website for uh, alexa.amazon.com. I was given an Echo Studio, and I would love to hook it up, but it was not purchased through my account, and I, my phone does not have, um, it has Alexa, but not the Alexa app. It's kind of hard to explain, so I, w- I, won't, <laughs> I won't do that now for time's sake. But it, I've try- I tried to use the website, and it's really gone down. I used to be able to go in there, and uh, if I needed to hook something up back when I got my first, um, my original Echo Dot that you had to hook up through the uh, phone or the computer, um, I'm just, I'm trying to hook this thing up and the, the, that app will not work on the computer anymore. Yeah, we, we, we made the decision that since so many people have smartphones and uh, the web interface was a completely different interface with a completely different code base, it was just going to be more efficient and effective to invite people to use uh, the app on their phone for those things. You can also um, call tech support who can take you through doing a factory reset of your Echo Studio so that it is no longer on someone else's account, so that you can take it over to be yours. That phone number again, 888-280-4331. In the room, yes, please. I've used the uh, the uh, tech support. They're fantastic. 
to a comment and a question. I wish there was a way that we could ask Alexa to play two songs in a row. And I bought a TV from one of your partners from a national retail chain, not realizing it wasn't a fire TV. But I love it. But I have problems with two websites, which may be apps. And I don't want to impugn another company, but I would like to be able to use Alexa to find that company's movies, you know, now that we don't have the CDs anymore. And I, I can't get it done, and I've talked to the tech support, and the systems seem to be compatible, incompatible. And we've got all these wonderful, wonderful resources that all these great companies are providing. It would be fantastic if they were more interconnected. I mean, you've done your part for sure. That's obvious. But I, I'm wondering if there's some sort of outreach to bring some of the other players along. So we've done what we call catalog integration, where companies like Netflix, Hulu, Disney yeah. Plus have shared with us their catalogs so that we can build that into Alexa's voice recognition so that you can say something like, oh, what's a good example? Uh, play Sense8 on Netflix. Uh, we have not gotten every streaming vendor to do catalog integration with us. And um, I would invite you to reach out to them or maybe ask your ACB leadership that has had wonderful success talking with streaming media companies and getting them to add audio description uh, to maybe see if they could also push for catalog integration because of what a huge benefit it is for folks who are blind using Alexa. I just wanted to comment that all your Fire TVs, I'm sure, are wonderful. But I love the fact that the TV I have incorporates Alexa. Mm -hmm. It's just fantastic. And I think uh, it just makes things so convenient. It may not have all the features that, that what you're talking about, but it comes very close. It's affordable, and it's just a whole new wonderful way of watching TV. So anything with Alexa in it is going to be good. Well, so... In addition to the four lines of Fire TV edition smart TVs that we make, the 2 Series, 4 Series, Omni, and Omni QLED, we have been working for many years with companies like Toshiba and Insignia uh, to bring not just Alexa, but the full set of Fire TV goodness to those devices. So uh, that may well be the device you have, it won't have hearing aid streaming. That requires a new chipset that's only in the newer devices. And, um, but, it, but it otherwise has all of the access feature goodness. We update the operating systems on those devices, so we push new versions of VoiceView and so on onto those devices, even though they are Toshiba or Insignia. Um, and, and I didn't mention this for anyone who doesn't have one of our or Toshiba's or Insignia's smart TVs, you get voice view goodness and magnifier goodness and Alexa goodness to the over-the-air broadcast interface. The electronic program guide is an accessible electronic program guide. The HDMI input switching is accessible. The sleep timer 
that's a TV feature is accessible. The error messages are accessible. So they're fantastic TVs um, in HD, 4K, 4K, QLED, etc. I now want to pivot in our remaining 15-ish minutes to Prime Video. So Prime Video is an internet streaming service uh, that will stream to a very large number of what we call playback surfaces. Fire TV, Fire Tablet, of course. Also Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, iPhones, Android phones, tablets, many, many game machines like PlayStation and Xbox, and lots of what used to be called smart TVs, although their IQ was maybe impressive 10 years ago, not so impressive now, but those smart TVs could run apps of the day, and you can watch Prime Video on a great many of those. Prime Video's catalog includes Free with Prime. Free with Prime is uh, Amazon's originals, as well as a large rotating list of third-party titles. And like Netflix, those will rotate over time. It's also third-party titles that you can rent for a period of time, 48 hours, 96 hours. It'll vary by the title. Third-party titles you can purchase, like you might purchase a Kindle ebook. You can think of this as a e-video that you own and can watch at any time on any Prime Video playback surface. And it's also ad-supported titles uh, under the brand name Freevee as opposed to TV. So uh, lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff. Uh, Prime Video's mission is to build an accessible and inclusive streaming experience for all of Amazon's customers globally. They are continually seeking to improve the availability of elements such as captions and subtitles for the deaf and hard of hearing, and of course, audio description. We offer captioning and subtitling in 30 languages, audio descriptions in 12 languages. We uh, are creating and investing in new accessibility features like the brand new, launched a few months ago, Dialogue Boost. Many, many, a bunch of, of, of sound bars and other TV hardware are offering some kind of feature that they say improves the intelligibility of dialogue. The way this is generally done is they take a Dolby audio signal where the dialogue is commonly sent to the center channel and they make the center channel louder. Makes the dialogue, if it's on the center channel, a little bit easier to hear. Or they look at the frequencies that dialogue is typically delivered in. For those of you who are familiar with hearing aids, you might be familiar with the term the speech banana, which is a shape of-ish that they put on audiograms to say this is where speech occurs. The CH is here and the TS is there and so on. And boost those. Prime Video Dialogue Boost is fundamentally different. What we've done is we've trained artificial intelligence machine learning models to recognize speech. 
and we take the audio and we put it through this recognition engine and it splits the dialogue out from all the rest of the audio. And then it remixes them together. But where there's speech, it takes down the volume of everything that isn't speech, making the speech more intelligible and just the speech more intelligible. In fact, if you like, let me see if I can give a quick demo of that. Uh, I don't know where that video is. Um, you're going to have to trust me. It's really cool. Um, and uh, so this is brand new. It has to be done on the content because um, we don't have processors that are fast enough to do this in real time on streaming media players. We've launched this. We've got about 3,000 titles so far, uh, and we are working to get it to more and more and more titles over time. Um, but this is just another example of, of uh, innovative accessibility work that Amazon is doing uh, for all manner of customers. But now coming to the audio description stuff. So as I mentioned, we've got audio description on over 4,300 titles. We work with uh, Amazon Studios. All of Amazon Originals are um, described by uh, wonderful audio description companies like AudioEyes and so on. And we um, have no plans to stop using these great third-party audio description companies for each and every one of our original new content. We also work hard with third-party movie studios like Paramount and Sony and so on to, to get every last audio-described title that they have and make it available with us. Um, we work to make these audio descriptions available on all playback surfaces. So even if you have an old smart TV from 10 years ago, you can go to the audio languages selection and choose English audio description, unless you are perhaps in France or somewhere else, in which case you might choose French audio description. Ah, so you probably have, the, the woman in the room said she switched it and then it started speaking Spanish. Uh, I'm guessing you have a Fire TV edition smart TV. Oh, it wasn't one of our devices. Okay. So, so broadcast, yeah, yeah broadcast TV uh, in the United States has the ability to send one video and two audio channels. And the second audio channel, SAP, Secondary Audio Program, is 80% of the time nothing, 18% uh, of the time Spanish, and maybe 2% of the time audio description. And so when it's not audio description, it's Spanish, or it's nothing. Coming back to Prime Video. We have, as I said, 4,300 titles that are audio described, 4,305 titles. We have 160,000 closed captioned titles. We have a little bit of ways to go, 
before we are offering as many audio-described titles as we offer closed-caption titles. And that is our goal. That is our vision, that audio description is as commonplace and ubiquitous as closed caption does. Feel free to applaud. To make up that 154,000 title gap, we have developed a new tool to make the audio description workflow more efficient and effective. This tool we give to our um, uh, to partners. They watch the video. The tool highlights where there is dialogue and where there is not dialogue and how long of a gap there is that could fit a description. The describer types in the description, and then we immediately create that description with text-to-speech, and we see if that text-to-speech fits. If it's too long, they can trim it. If there's lots of extra room, they can make more description. And uh, in that way, one person instead of four the scriptwriter, the producer, the et cetera, et cetera, can create these descriptions as we work to get to the back catalog and get the back catalog of 100,000-plus titles described in parallel to making sure that 100% of everything new that we make is described by humans with our existing wonderful expert describers. And one of the really neat things about the way that we have uh, built the uh, new audio description creation workflow is we are um, uh, able to press a button and regenerate the audio description tracks with the latest and greatest in text-to-speech quality so that over time, existing titles with existing text-to-speech will actually sound better. And what I'd like to do now is give you an example of those improvements. So first I'm going to play a clip from Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, with uh, our existing and not changing human description. And then I will play the same with the, text to, the next generation text-to-speech audio description that we are developing. So let's first hear uh, a part of this 90-second clip. One of the elves rounds a corner as he explores another part of the cavern. He inches forward, torchlight flickering on his face. He comes upon an alcove filled with bones, then glances over his shoulder. He whips back around. A subtitle appears. Snow Troll. A giant troll lunges. The elf fends the troll off. I'm sorry, you're going to have to.
go actually watch it yourself if you want to find out what happens next. But uh, let's take a look at that same title now with um, the next generation of text-to-speech that we're working on. And we're not done with this next generation, but I wanted to give you a taste of it. One of the elves rounds a corner as he explores another part of the cavern. He inches forward, torchlight flickering on his face. He comes upon an alcove filled with bones, then glances over his shoulder. He whips back around. A subtitle appears, Snow Troll. A giant troll lunges. Does he survive? We don't know. Well, we do if we watch it. So again, to be clear, um, Rings of Power and every other Amazon original is not the target for our text-to-speech, more efficient workflow. It's that back catalog of 100,000-plus that likely wouldn't otherwise be, captured, uh, be described that we are working to uh, describe using a more efficient process to get to them all. With that, uh, I want to mention that we are uh, working with some folks in the audio description project, specifically Margot Tone, uh, to get feedback as we work on the next generation of our workflow to improve the prosody, to improve the audio mixing, et cetera, et cetera, uh, institute a higher level of uh, script quality control um, as we work to double and quadruple and 40 tuple. Uh, the number of audio described titles that we have. That brings my presentation to an end. We have a few last minutes for questions. Again, anyone in Zoom, anyone in the room, raise your hand. We will run a microphone to you. I see one question in the middle of the room. If you can run a mic over, a mic will be coming to you. While that's happening, Let's get uh, anyone in the Zoom. Thank you. Okay, so um, with the Echo Show 15, um, first of all, can you still use the um, show and tell feature? Yeah, it should work just fine on the 15. Okay, and second of all, with the streaming services, can you still use like Disney Plus and HBO Max and all that stuff on there? Uh, yes, that should also all work through the Fire TV interface. As wow. far as they're concerned, they don't know that it's a different playback surface. It's just a Fire TV service that we're delivering on a 15-inch screen. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. I see in the room... Stephanie? Stephanie? Hi there. I am on Zoom, and thank you, Peter. Very quickly, I'm wondering with the Amazon Echo Show, and I have an earlier version, so I apologize. It's not the smallest one, but it's the one smaller than the than the 15. And wondered if 
it is possible to um, set it up without sighted assistance. Um, I had an occasion. Oh, okay. Well, I had an occasion. I accidentally did something, knocked it offline and didn't quite know how to set it up without assistance. And so I couldn't recall how to do voice for you and all that. But can you just quickly share how that would work? Yes. So we, uh, um, a core tenant for us in the device accessibility team is that unless there's some fundamental limitation, all of our customers with disabilities should be able to set up all of our devices without needing assistance. That won't necessarily be the case for someone who has a spinal cord injury and is a switch access user and you need to physically uh, turn the, the, the power button on, um, but to the greatest extent possible. And that is the case with our Echo Show. Depending upon which model of the Echo Show, we've been making the um, uh, unassisted setup easier and easier over time. Uh, I don't know what generation you have. The first uh, way that we did this, both for the tablet and the show, is putting two fingers on the screen and just keeping your fingers on the screen uh, as at the at, as part of the setup process, or when you do a setup, uh, when you do a um, at the power on off dialog on our tablets, and if you do that for about five seconds, uh, the tablet or um, Echo Show will start talking to you, and the first thing it will say is, "Keep two fi- keep holding down two fingers to enable voice view. If you don't want voice view, take your fingers off the screen, and then if you keep holding them on." holding them on the screen, the screen reader will start. And that will start right out of the box uh, before you choose your language, so it assumes you speak English, uh, before you set up and get on Wi-Fi. All of that is there. We uh, have implemented a new, easier way to do this that's on uh, some of our new Echo shows uh, on our tablets and on the latest Kindle e-readers, a triple press of the power button will turn on the screen reader. So you don't have to get it at right the right time as part of the setup experience. And the nice folks at our dedicated accessibility customer support line would be delighted to take you through how to do all of that. And in case you didn't already have it memorized, that phone number is, anyone in the room want to yell it out? 888. No, that's, that's great. So, uh, thank you very much. I've got another question now. Uh, Jewel. Jewel, go ahead. The Zoom room. Yes, this is a question about the Prime Video text-to-speech audio description, um, and yes. this is Jewel in Kentucky. Um, will there be the possibility at some point for someone to choose a voice, especially for people who have some hearing impairments? Certain voices are easier than others, and I'm glad to see that voice view is now easier to do independently. Um. That's a great feature request. 
Uh, today, the way audio description works from all the streaming companies is it is part of the, the primary audio track of the movie. So um, the movie as it exists on the servers in the cloud that is getting streamed to you has the audio with descriptions burned in, if you will, uh, mixed in to the main mez, I think is the, the proper term of art, the mezzanine, uh, of, the, of the audio. So it's not generated on the fly. It's not something that you can choose dynamically. There's some interesting work going on to deliver audio description as a second separate audio stream. Um, our friends at, oh, I'm forgetting their name. Somebody can yell it out. They just won the Helen Keller Award a couple months ago. Uh, have been delivering audio description through a companion app. Pardon me? Spectrum. Spectrum Access. Um, and that technology would be the a path to doing what you are asking. Um, you would then need, you know, three, five, eight different uh, description tracks, or you would need to send the speech to then be synthesized on device. Part of the better sounding text-to-speech voices involve truly massive amounts of RAM in the cloud, making those much more human-like neural text-to-speech voices. Alexa, Alexa's voice a few years ago started to weigh in at over a gigabyte of RAM just for the voice, and I, I suspect it's easily quite a bit larger than that now. So uh, even our more powerful devices today uh, typically don't have the processing power to deliver that level of, of human quality voice. Uh, I've got a question in the back of the room. Gayla, uh, uh, Peter, yes. I am so sorry, but we are quite a bit past our time and we need to end the session. So if you could make your final remarks. We thank you so much for an excellent presentation. Well, thank you very much, uh, Jeanette. I'm sorry for running over it. This is my, this is Amazon's 10th year doing accessibility. This is my 32nd year doing accessibility. It has been the most pleasurable career I could ever imagine. Thank you so much for uh, pushing me and pushing Amazon and pushing all of us to do better by customers with disabilities. And uh, thank you again for having us.